0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing influencers out there doing innovative things getting those insights and sharing them with the world. So today's topic is going to be all about um, finances, and it's all about financial literacy, uh, what is true financial education. So in that light, I'm going to bring on Michael Santonado, and he dubs himself as the true financial educator and financial alchemist, which is really interesting. So we'll hear all about that. And uh, we'll welcome Michael to the show. So welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Christopher. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, I know we had uh, Connected Through Podmatch. Uh, tell us more about your story, what you do, and why you do it.
1: For sure. Well, my story is a long one because I've been around a while. I've been in business for 10 years, so we'll get to the story after. But why I do what I do, I guess is connected to my story. It's It's got to come back to, you know, all great stories come back to the beginning, the origin. I was lucky enough to be the son of two bank managers and they, my parents met in the bank, fell in love in the bank, got married there, spent 30 years there, you know, got promoted through the ranks and ended up and ended their careers as branch managers of uh, one of Canada's five, you know, large banks. I'm from Toronto and we only have five major banks there. And I'm the youngest of four. And my parents gave me and my brothers and sisters a, a great education. Like our dinner table conversations, Christopher were unlike, 99% 99% of families, you know. I had a girlfriend over one time for like lunch in my in my 20s we were just hanging out in the backyard and afterwards she was like, "What the heck was that? What was all that about?" I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And it was just an everyday conversation, but for her it was mind-blowing because we talked about rental rates, mortgage rates, credit interest, you know, property values in in the, in the city and things like that. So my, my, I'm very lucky because I got to see my brothers and sisters fail and succeed and learn from them. And then my parents gave us that essential foundation when we were young. So my commitment and my mission is to educate people, business owners, parents, families, and to ensure that education gets down through to the employees, the children, the family unit, the business organization, so that, you know, like you experienced financial freedom comes from knowledge and action, and you act on what you know. So. Yeah
0: interesting I'm curious because um I'll I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask you about the uh, family discussions a little bit later but um what's interesting is like okay so it's so interesting because every, the world runs on money right you have to pay for services you need it you know it's kind of like it's like Greece right and mm-hmm. then uh but no one ever gets true educate you have to actually go out and learn this on your own you don't learn it in school work church that's or... right why is that
1: you're exactly right Uh, it's a great question, and I'm so glad you asked it the way that you did. You know, nothing is by accident, right? We should know in today's world, you open a physics book or go to a physics class in university, and you know that, you know, cause and effect, right? So it's not an accident that you said there's no money, financial education in school, in church, in religion, in the family units. Why? Well, the family units, they don't know. People don't know because of the other places. They don't get it. You have to go out and get it yourself. Yeah. right you're either going to get it in school or sorry sorry not in school you're going to get it from like books that you have to go find yourself or mentors or educators or thank goodness now there's like youtube right <laughs> you can google you can google pretty much everything it's not by accident that you know the school system is very akin to henry ford's um you know f- like frontline assembly line system it's not really accidental you know and it's not accidental that that information's not in schools or church or education system. So you're right; you have to get it elsewhere. Why it's not in those places? I mean, it depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. <laughs> but but nothing is by accident, and everything is by design, and there's cause and effect. That's the world and the universe we live in. So the thing is, is we could we could go down a rabbit hole of like why. It, which we can if you want and find either way it's better probably just to like acknowledge it and then you know do what what's best for most people which is accept what is and then choose differently you know if you want to be educated you got to educate yourself you got to learn from someone or somewhere
0: yeah um uh, so yeah one thing is we'll talk about is you know especially just financial education and um so you know in that light what opportunities exist today let's say i want i'm serious i want to learn more about it what is money mm-hmm. how did what are some places you can learn things yeah.
1: yeah so it's a fan it's a fantastic question and it really depends on your level of knowledge and your probable probably your level of income you know like one of my old friends i'm here in mexico by the way you said location independence right you said time freedom location independence I'm, I'm location independent right now. I've been traveling throughout Mexico and, and Colombia for the last two years because uh, I didn't want to be in Toronto with, with COVID and everything. My friend just got here. He just came to visit, childhood friend of mine. Um, you know, He found me on Facebook a couple of years ago, and he's a client, and we've been working together, and we've rekindled our friendship. And he, just, he just came and just showed up. And um, another friend of mine from childhood as well, a girl, um, just had her first daughter, you know, asked me about, You know where she can learn about investing for her daughter and she specifically asked for books she asked for books which is very smart of her because she likes to read but because her budget was such that she couldn't hire a coach or a mentor so you know your question where where do you get access to the information well you got youtube you got blogs you got banks you got books you got mentors advisors and then you got online courses what i'm creating is an online course foundation called the true financial education where you can go to any course on any specific topic that you want and go through a course you know at your leisure and pay a reasonable price and get a very thorough in-depth education and also get access to me to ask me questions if somebody wants to hire me one-on-one you know that's more pricey if somebody can only afford books great you'll get a great education from books so my childhood friend i, I sent her a list of books and and you know believe it or not she's plowing through it so it really depends on your budget and also how much you value you know the time opportunity cost right you're going to pay either through blood sweat and tears or cash right so it really depends on how much you have to invest maybe your learning style as well what you prefer video audio in person that kind of thing
0: yeah um and so one thing is um talking about is uh so, you know, traditional investments, there's, um you have uh, equities, real estate, you know, you, then you have a little bit more advanced, like hedge fund and, and all of these. What investments are you recommending these days that are still valid and valuable?
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic question. We are heading into a recession, I believe. Like, we're actually already there. They just haven't announced it yet. Through my research of history and economics and the media and the governments is they announce it after, Right. You know, it's like they announce it when they're ready to announce it and when, when they say, right? So we're already in a recession. They just haven't announced it yet. Well, in a recession, if you if you look at 2008, 2009, coming out of that, stocks were probably the best investment because crypto was new at the time and it was unheard of and, and very, you know, super high tech not that easy to get into like it is today real estate was great as well but the stock market outperformed real estate out of coming out of the recession and 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 stocks typically will but that's because they're higher risk right real estate you know you you mentioned you created your avenues through real estate real estate takes more time it's more it's a little more boring it's but it's much more secure much more reliable you know stocks are going to go down 30 to 40 to 50 percent in a recession and they already have right since the pandemic So I personally think right now, I mean, right now, because stocks are already at a discount, if that's the way you look at it, you know, Apple didn't, uh, their business didn't really shrink, right? You're gonna see in the next quarter, the next year, like Amazon, Apple, like Microsoft, their businesses didn't shrink. They actually, you know, will stay the same or grow. You know, Apple's coming out with these new products all the time. So their revenues are still incredibly high and they're finding new ways to, to, to gain revenue. People aren't stopping using Facebook and Instagram. They're using it the same, or, or Instagram's gathering more users. Their ad, their ad revenue is going up huge. In other words, translation: is stock and stocks are based on the business performance and the value of the stock. Well, these mega companies are still pumping out profits and revenues, so their 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 stock is on sale right now. You know, if your time horizon is that big, so what avenues are great for investing? You know, the the, t- the tried and true methods of real estate and stocks won't go anywhere neither will bonds. Uh, cash won't go anywhere either. It's going to change, right? Cash just is, is going to change with CBDCs and, and digital money as it is right now. But uh, but cash will still be cash and cash is the poorest investment because it deflates, you know, and it uh, because of inflation, which is record high right now. So I think right now going to a recession that we are, we're already there. Stocks and real estate are solid. If your risk appetite is higher then maybe crypto, right? if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to find opportunities, you know, the amount of businesses that made, made out like bandits in the pandemic were those that pivoted to online quickest, fastest, uh, those that got into the, the, the PCR testing and the COVID testing. If you had access to open up a lab or, or, um, you know, one of those rapid antigen test, like locations by the side of the airport here in Mexico in Cancun, Oh man, you many made off like a bandit, you know? So, it, it depends on your appetite for risk and your preferences, and uh, you know what what you like, what you need, what you expect. Yeah,
0: yeah interesting. Yeah, they, like I said, the traditional investments, you know, um, and then some of the more riskier, you know, more riskier, you have to have a you know a smaller allocation. You know, um, the other the <laughs> one thing I one that quite struck me about you is like you have this um dichotomy between the one percent and the rest and um what uh you know what separates the one percent from the rest in terms of mindset uh you mentioned like life insurance they say insurance yeah tell us more i
1: love the question and um And we could spend all day talking about this. This is actually one of my obsessions is is learning what the 1% learn, knowing what the 1% know. And what I've realized recently after studying these people after 10 years, I'll tell you my most recent cognitions and my most recent learnings, which is actually, it's not even 1%. To get in the 1%, you know, you really only need like uh, $10 million or more in assets. That's 1%. The real fascination for me and the big cognition for me is actually the 0.1%. These are the people that we don't know their names. Their names are etched in history, but they're not on any Forbes 400 list, right? How come the Vanderbilts, the Rothschilds, right? Why are they not? They're not on those lists. They're real people. Their lineage is long. They're in the lineage of, of 100 years and more, 200 years and more. Their lineage lives on right? The Rockefellers, like these names are real. They're etched in history and they'll be forever etched in history, but they're not on any of these lists. Why? Because they don't want to be on them. They pay not to be on them. They literally, their movements and their choices literally move economies. They move industries. They move countries. You think, so what's, so what's the difference between the 99% and the 1%? uh eight days worth of conversation <laughs> in terms of mindset and everything i'll tell you one of the biggest thing it's, it comes down to so much chris christopher it's it comes down to what they buy what they believe what they know to be true what they invest what they're purchasing what their thoughts the thoughts of the 99 and the 1 are radically different you know mm-hmm. let me get a note. let me get a, a note that i wrote down hold on one second i actually just wrote this down Just the other day so i can't wait to share this with you give me a second here i wasn't expecting to pull this so i hope you edit this by the way (laughs) edit this out in the podcast Uh, okay perfect listen to this i wrote this down i love flying around mexico because i get such great cognitions and ideas on, on planes so i wrote this down poor people think about themselves that's clear right average people think about themselves and their family abundant people think about themselves and their family and their community. Wealthy, truly wealthy people think about themselves, their family, their community, and their city or their country. The people at the point one percent think about all of the above, all the categories above, and they think about the planet—seven hmm. billion people. In other words, I think we can measure wealth naturally by our thoughts, the quality of our thoughts naturally, but we can definitely measure wealth by the quality and the quantity of our thoughts and the scale of the people we're thinking about.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: That's the highlight. The scale of the people that we're thinking about the elite, the the point 0.1%, they're thinking about 7 billion people, the actions they take and make and how it will affect 7 billion people. Mm, One yeah. of my mentors used to say, and and he was in the, he was in the, the top, uh, the top 1%, probably the top, 0.1 percent he was a billionaire and he used to talk about a distinction called depth of vision mm-hmm. right depth of vision when he was young and he was walking with his men at a park he looked at a tree the mentor said look at that tree talking about this concept of depth of vision look at the tree tell me what do you see well he was smart enough to know that if he said a tree uh you know uh, you look at an acorn you see food for squirrels then he knew he would flunk the test because that's the lowest level of the depth of vision so when he said oh okay uh the acorn hmm, all right thinking deep thinking future thinking deep vision i see a forest from that one acorn the meant his mentor my mentor's mentor said oh very good and then the mentor's mentor the teacher said you know what i see i see schools i see subdivisions i see townhouses i see buildings condominiums in other words, his depth of vision was so great, he could see so far that in, you know, a hundred years, that acorn would become a forest that would supply the wood for that subdivision, that, you know, fraccionamento, they say here in Mexico, subdivision, right? Neighborhood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's a, that's another thing that they, obviously their quality of their thoughts, their quality of their vision. Mm-hmm. And then you asked, you asked about products, you asked about life insurance. If you'd like, we can dive into that.
0: What, what, what was interesting was I was talking with, um, with one of my masterminds and he what was interesting was he's uh, he, he would buy he purchases fine art uh, you know as an investment mm. um you know and uh he would purchase he would get it on auction for pennies on the dollar and then he would buy insurance on it and he would store it in a and if it uh ever flooded or you know he could collect the full value so mm-hmm. how wealthy individuals thinks but um Tell us more about the role of insurance.
1: insurance is such an extraordinary product for so many reasons. You can do so much with it. See, again, poor people don't understand insurance and they don't buy it. You know, your your audience is more of the affluent type, it looks like, right? You said professionals looking to increase their wealth and obtain time freedom. So they'll be able to grasp this concept. But uh, if, if if there were any average people or everyday people listening to this, hoping to get to that position, then, then let me just share with them how to ensure poverty. Like we all talk about how to, how to how to how to how to how to get rich and want to be rich and stay wealthy and that sort of thing. But let's just talk for a moment about how to ensure poverty. Like why does the poverty continue from generation to generation to generation? The simple reason is, for one fact, is that when you have kids as a parent, the first thing that's responsible for you to do is to have life insurance mm-hmm. because your income is. Is what your whole family depends on for their survival safety food rent shelter peace of mind all that stuff never mind advancement right my maslow's hierarchy of needs never mind like self-fulfillment and advancement and actualization at the higher levels we're just talking the basic level the basic needs so the way to continue poverty is simply just don't have life insurance have a family and don't have life insurance because when you die which everyone dies mm-hmm. when you die your family will go into debt or have to liquidate assets and savings, if there are any, in order to pay for your funeral, pay for your debts, pay for the taxes or or assets that transfer upon your passing. And then they'll have to go out and have to scrounge for, for money
0: mm-hmm. to
1: just, just to make their basic needs. So how wealthy people use life insurance and, and why they use life insurance is because life insurance is one of the only tax-free assets that exist in North America today insurance laws predate the tax laws
0: Mm.
1: this this is key this is vital because everybody knows a world of tax everywhere you go there's taxes but insurance is one of the things that that came before tax laws and that's why tax benefits sorry that's why death benefits on life insurance is tax-free so show me a better roi on the planet christopher where if i paid a hundred dollars a month Right, that's a, that's on the on the high end for average families, but if I paid a hundred dollars a month, and if at any time I died, my family gets three hundred grand, or four hundred grand, or five hundred grand, mm-hmm. and I and it doesn't matter if I die in a year or ten years or fifteen years, that's still an incredibly ludicrous ROI, right? Mm-hmm. So show me a better ROI on the planet. You can't. Is extremely rare. Maybe if you bought Dogecoin one time and it went from a penny to you know what, like maybe, right? Like way back before Musk was pumping and everything. But that's that's reason number one is the insurance laws predate the tax laws. In other words, life insurance is a legally binding contract between you and the insurance company, which is how it was originally designed over 200 years ago. And the insurance company is on the hook to pay that out. Okay. Now in Canada, the insurance companies are more solid, more stable. I believe that American companies. We we you do hear of American companies, insurance going going uh, bankrupt and going bust has happened. Banks too in America, Canada. I don't think it's ever happened, <laughs> and in Canada our laws are so much more conservative. Mm-hmm. I've got a team of advisors that we can service in America and Canada, and and in Canada we're just so much more conservative, which is why we've been stable and we survived that last you know recession in two thousand eight two thousand nine so well. But you can do a lot of amazing things with life insurance you can have a guaranteed investment rate of return you can have tax-free benefits you can leverage it like a house take a refinance on a loan against it use that equity in the house once it grows and, and appreciates you can you know like you know real estate very well you can leverage that you can write off the, the loan as uh the the tax uh, the interest payments are a tax write-off because you're using it for investment purposes and then you can use it to purchase another asset asset which will grow and advance and appreciate in value These are some of the great things you could do with life insurance. You can also add on sickness or critical illness or cancer protection as well. So let's say you live long, but you get a critical illness like Alzheimer's or multiple sclerosis or cancer or diabetes. If you get any one of those, you can get a lump sum check of 20 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand, and you can lump those into an insurance policy as well. The benefits are incredible. The benefits are just incredible. And it's one of the oldest investment instruments known to man. And wealthy people buy so much of it, Christopher, I'm I'm talking boatloads of it, because of these reasons, and also because the younger you are, the less expensive life insurance is. The older you are, the more expensive life insurance gets, right? Just because you're that much closer to death, according to 200 years worth of data, (laughs) right? So... Why they buy so much of it, why wealthy people buy so much of it is because of all the reasons I've stated. Another is because and they' they're smart enough because they've got they've got wealth advisors all over the place. Another reason is because when as soon as a child is born, you know, they buy lots of life insurance on that child. Now yeah, very, very interesting, right? Like we're talking like we're talking like a 30 like day year old baby. Mm-hmm. They go to the insurance companies and they buy boatloads of life insurance for the baby. Why? Because if there's any health complications or issues, then the parents want to be covered and not have to pay out of pocket. And then also, there's there's just no guarantees in life. Even the wealthy don't have crystal balls. Yeah. So they don't know if that child's going to have a deformity, a learning disability, on um, maybe be on the spectrum somewhere, uh, or in later in life have a car accident, car crash, or something like that, and have a have a disability. That child's income is going to be hampered due to those should they happen. So they just de-risk the whole life of the child mm. and they de-risk the parents' requirements to pay out of pocket and they put that liability on the insurance company. That's just how that's just how they think. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Very fascinating. I know a lot of um, people are interested in uh, following you on social media, visiting your website, contacting you. How can they do that?
1: True Financial Education is the course website where we're building where we can have... Uh, all the educational content for in one spot. So (laughs) truefinancialeducation.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, all that stuff. Michael Santanato, right? michaelsantanato.com, my main website. And um, yeah, I'm on every profile, you know, and uh, true financial education is the big hub that we're working on. And people can contact me through there as well. But that's where they'll get courses on everything from investment, the financial system, stocks, crypto, everything, trading, anything.
0: Excellent. And for all the listeners out there, uh, Michael's resources will be in the links and show notes. Thanks so much for a fantastic discussion, particularly the insurance. And um, be sure to follow him on his socials. And with that, uh, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast.
1: Christopher, thanks a lot, man. You've asked great questions. It's been a lot of fun. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible.